Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I am Kay York City. And I am Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And here, um, we are here doing a bonus episode with some of your favorites. We have Chris and Eric on. How's it going, guys? Hey, guys. What's going on? Thank you. Long time no see. (laughs) I know, right? Literally, like, no see anyone. (laughs) Alumnus. Wow. I know. I I think we're all in our parents' house. Are you at your parents' house, Eric? No, I wish. No, I'm at my place. Well, see, Eric just has like a it's nice place. Parents. I'm the yeah. parent. <laughs> we all have like picture frames up. Our, our our parents like love us because they have pictures of us, so we know we got good parents. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so we're going to be talking uh, with Eric and uh, Chris today about they have a book coming out that we'll talk to you guys about at the end. We want to get into dating and quarantine, you know, relationship stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Claire's upcoming season and Matt James being the new Bachelor. But um, let's start off. And what's been going on? Like, how is like we haven't seen much of obviously like nobody's been seeing anything of each other, but how has quarantine been? I'm going insane. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, listen, it was good for like a couple months, you know, it, it was nice. I watched so many Netflix shows, but now it's like, I'm not going to lie. Cause I mean, obviously I'm, I'm single now. I like, I was telling Eric the other day, like, I want to go on a date. Like I, I need like human interaction, like face to face, whether it's a mask or not. Like, I just, I just want to have a drink with a woman and have like a stimulating conversation, but in person, not, not virtually. Yeah. I go to Target just to like talk to somebody at the <laughs> register. <laughs> just to like feel something. Literally. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I go to Starbucks every day. Hands down every day. Right. Oh, you have to. Yeah. What about Eric? you, Eric? Uh, working on work. Mm-hmm. Doing my, my normal. Working out. Reading. Meditating. Uh, I'm around people here and there. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> Uh, I've seen a person like once or twice. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, you gotta let them in. You know, but uh, I've been fine. I just really in this moment, in these moments, trying to get to the root of who I am, so I can help more people get to the root of who they are, so they can have a fulfilling life internally, mentally, and emotionally. 
because as we see, we're all in the same predicament. doesn't matter what money, what status. So, and I think people deserve to feel good no matter what the circumstances are. So right. been trying to figure right. out ways to debunk all the madness and have a little bit of fun, smile, laugh, cheer, even grieve sometimes, you know, but make it okay. And, uh, have space and compassion for people and those in need. So, yeah, definitely. Well, cool. And Chris, I know you had a pretty public relationship. Uh, how are you feeling about that? In quarantine, I bet it's even a whole Man. added layer of bullshit. Dude, I think, uh, I think February and March was the most difficult time. Um, and I say this because like I left San Diego to come back to Florida where I have a lot of friends, a lot of family. So I got a place downtown Orlando and I was like, all right, I'm just going to focus on me. And, um, but it felt so weird because now it feels even weirder because it feels like it didn't even happen. Like as weird, as weird as it is to say that it feels like I was never married, even though I am legally married right now, but it just feels like it was non-existent. Like that's, it's, it's crazy to say that, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it now. No, I mean, I understand that because I also went through a breakup during quarantine. Literally the first day working from home, it was, um, it was the day after, uh, Pete's finale that morning. He like broke up with me and obviously it's been like, what, it was, that was March. It's been a minute. I mean, it it seems like, like, doesn't it feel like yesterday? And then also at the same time, like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah, at the same time, it feels like I like where I don't even remember that relationship existing. But I think also being locked up in this sort of situation to have to deal with your feelings and, you know, instead of going out and numbing them with, you know, other people and alcohol and all those types of things. I think it really it sort of I mean, personally helped me get through it more. Yeah, that's such a good point, because I feel like given we, given we had to stay home we were able to process and address those emotions sooner rather than later. And like, we didn't have any distractions. So we were able to kind of feel all that pain, grieve it. And then we're done with it because once it's kind of left the body, now we can just like focus on us, focus on the future, whatever's going on in our current lives. And it's almost as if like that memory just kind of diminishes. It's so bad to say that, but that's just how it feels. No, you come out of it like almost as like a, as a new person, like, yeah, like oh, I dealt with that. So yeah. dust your hands yeah. off and now you're ready to go out there, literally try to date. And, and it's probably a healthier way of dealing with that. And then like going out and like blacking out every night and stuff like that, which is like normally how I would deal with it. <laughs> yeah. oh. I literally, I remember I went through a breakup in t- 2015 and um, it was a really bad one. And I, that is on, that is when like K York city was born. Like I went through like, I'm not kidding, like a year and a half bender. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And, I don't know um, if it's still called a bender at that point. That's just a yeah. lifestyle. Just a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, that's, Eric, that's... have you been, have you been dating? Uh, or, well, t- or like dating, talking to people? I was dating, uh, late of last year. So like mm, November, November to like December, early January. Right. Right before the New Year's, I was just like, all right, Mr. Bigger, you got to let it go. This is not, this is not it. You know, the person was phenomenal. I think it was right person, wrong time. And yeah, it just, I've learned a lot. So when I approached this year, it was more about focusing on myself and my mm-hmm. career. Because I was putting so much into like trying to be in a relationship or wanting to be with someone. 
instead of trying to be with myself in a relationship with thyself. And, you know, this year has been, I'm not dating anyone. I mean, I talk to people, of course, but nothing too serious or crazy, but just enjoy life, enjoy living and just focus on me and my happiness well, and my peace. Well, I mean, there's no better time to focus on yourself than quarantine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so true. So um, aside from quarantine, what has been your guys' biggest struggles since the show? Since the show? Ooh. Yeah, was it like, what, when you came out of the show, obviously you guys have all of this, people want to like, um, people know who you are. Was that like, yeah. was that I, hard? I think, yeah and no. I think what I would, the struggle for me was, I had to really try to understand people's perception of me. Right. Because, you know, I can talk to a person who's considered a fan and I'm like, I'm a person just like you are. Like, hey, how's it going? And they would say, like, you're so nice on my mind. I'm like, are people on TV not nice to you? Like, you know, I'm yeah. questioning because I'm trying to understand. Or how do you see me? How do I make you feel? Is it really, am I really a celebrity to you? Do I really, do you really look up to me? Really try to understand who you're dealing with because sometimes you can say the right thing at the wrong time and it might hurt that person in a different way because of their perception of you. Not that you're trying to live up to their perceptions. You're just trying to understand what is it that they see in you. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that, oh, oh, okay. I get what you're saying. That right. makes sense. And once I kind of understood that, I knew how to move and maneuver and just be me for myself and be me for people who support me. So I think that's the struggle of trying to understand what is the word? What is the perception? Do you believe what you see on TV? Do you not? And uh, once you figure that out for yourself, I believe it's easy to kind of like just be because you're not right. trying to do something you're not. I mean, anybody who's believing all of the Bachelor edits um, <laughs> needs to like check into reality. <laughs> but I mean, people come up like, to you like, what happened? Why did you break up with her? Why didn't you? Why didn't she pick you? And it's just like, you just don't know. You don't know half right. of the truth, but it's all good. You just deal with it. Compassion. Oh, man, if you only knew it's. To show, but whatever. You don't get <laughs> into take it. You very get... seriously. And it's Yeah. It's... This is their life. Once they get home. This yeah. is it. I can't imagine <laughs> I can't imagine because we get DMs for Bachelor like mad at us for talking about people and so I can't imagine the DMs of yeah. being on the show. I mean, Let's... you get people who watch this show in different countries and they're saying, I'm just caught up on your season, you're such a blah 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 and I'm like, Wow. Just now? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I think I don't good. know if it's like South Africa. I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they're at, but I know they're not in this country. They're just catching up just because they they're just seeing it for the first time mm -hmm. in their neck of the woods. So it's cool. It's fun. It's interesting. But it allows you to kind of really understand people. Yeah, you know, and how people look up to you. Because then I think if I meet someone that I look up to, how would I respond? Would I be the same? Would I be different? And I try to put myself in their shoes just to, you know, understand their perspective and mm. just show love and support. Definitely. That's, yeah. Um, so uh, would you guys ever do a bachelor show again? Uh, if I was the bartender on Paradise, hey. Yeah, hey. Well, well, coach, you know, I would I'll love to see you two motivational together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what they should do. Both of you come in as like motivational guides to uh Yo, no, yo that's that'd be it. Dope. And hopefully that's some dope. girls can motivate us later, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... honestly for me, 
I've done like almost all the shows, but being The Bachelor. So I feel like when you experience all of that, you don't really want to go back into it unless it's yeah. somebody you really, really want. Like, you know what? I want her. I want to talk to her. That's my match. I'm going. Right. But other than that, I don't want to wing it or just go just because I can. I want it to be certain and I want it to be organic and something that I'm into. Because it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. You go on those shows and give your heart and your mind and your emotions. Your yeah. Drink. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think, um, yo, so you guys were just saying about the, the, the most difficult thing since the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I never got to really process my edit or process my journey because as soon as I, let, as soon as I got done with filming, two weeks later, I was in paradise. So then oh in paradise, God. then I obviously had the relationship with Crystal. And then after I got out of paradise, it was almost as if like the show was just going on, but I was in a relationship and all my energy had to go towards that and goes towards that for a couple of years. Then in isolation, I was able to like kind of process everything that happened because like my, my journey was crazy because like yeah. on, on Becca's season, like I'm not gonna lie, like I thought 100% I was a front runner like the first five weeks and then I had tequila and I got insecure and I got into my feelings. And, Listen, all of us. And, and, it, <laughs> and let me tell you, it just went downhill. And so being alone and during quarantine, like I went back and I was just thinking about everything. And then finally for like once in my life or throughout these last few years, I was able to kind of lift that weight of what happened and kind of accept my journey through it. And now it's like almost as if I get to just live a life of truth. And because the perception is so off from people, it's just like Eric said, when they meet you in person, it's a completely different ball game. Like people think mm -hmm. I'm five foot seven. I don't know where they got that from. Like, it's just like they, they see me, I'm six two and they're like, oh my God. Like, and that, that just shows you like other things like behaviors and how you are right. and your attitude. But I always got a tall vibe from you. I would have never said five foot seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm like five A seven. lot of people think I'm short. It's like, you're so tall. I was like, oh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> it's, a, it's a face thing. It, not that you have that, but like Chris and I um, were talking about, uh, you know, some of the guys that are on the dating show that we're doing at Betches. And there's one guy, his name is Jake. And he has like a five foot nine face. He says he's wow. like, and like oh, oh my god! Well, to this face. conversation. How does someone have a five foot nine face? That's How do you determine? It's real. It's is it I energy? think he has like does it look? It's an it? energy and a vibe about him. He said he was six foot, and I was like, but also we've only known him virtually like this, but like. He doesn't appear to be six foot, he just the way he carries himself. I do not believe him. Um, but people also, like, when they meet me in person, they I am shorter than they expected. They're like, oh, you seem like you'd be taller. I was like, nah, I just have, like, a six foot five personality. <laughs> so you automatically, like, assume that I'm going to be taller, but I'm actually yeah. very short. <laughs> hey, man, just, just to set the record straight, nothing is wrong with anyone who's five, seven or no, five. No, 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 it's no. It's all yeah. love. Yeah. You're yeah. just throwing it out there, but we've been blessed with whatever we have, but I get it. But some women would, would beg to differ because they said they love tall men, but yeah. who knows? I can't speak for other people. To answer your question about the, like, going back on the show, like, I would probably have to think that so long. Um, I wouldn't be able to make a quick decision. Uh, I think it would just be, like, where I'm at in my life. How do I feel? And also, what, is it, what, what are the potential candidates you know, whether it's paradise or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, if there were some people in paradise, then I would probably. Yeah. 100%. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights out on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. And for a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with this exclusive link, honeylove.com slash bachelor. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash bachelor. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It is targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. It is amazing. I've been wearing it for years now. It fits me so well, and I'm not kidding you. When they say it doesn't roll down, it does not roll down, and it hugs you in all the right places. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash bachelor. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash bachelor. And after you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Um, speaking of the show, so Claire's season, I guess, is filming now. How would you guys, because from what we've heard, it's like all being filmed in just when Palm area. Springs, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know like, that. Yeah, so what their whole plan is, is to, which they've already started, but is to like get like this big like plot of land with like, I'm assuming like a very big mansion and um, keep everything there. Oh, wow. And, um, and I'm assuming they're going to make everybody like quarantine for two weeks ahead of time first. And then, but, or they already have one or the other, cause they announced the guys, but I think that's what, I think that's what they're doing. That's what they said they were going to do. Yeah. I'm sure it's, they're being very careful, but how would you guys feel about, it's kind of like a real world situation. Like, yeah, and, it's like a summer camp where you don't leave. Yeah, okay, like, just, what's the point? Like, I I would go on The Bachelor to travel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I just honestly think about The Bachelorette, uh, Clara. I feel, I feel like, kind of feel bad for that situation for her season. Yeah, me too. Like, me too. She doesn't really yeah. get to experience the whole opportunity of being that lead for that show because she's quarantined on Springs. Yeah. So the question is will people be able to kind of open up and let love in or give love to find love because of yeah. circumstances. Everything is kind of off a little bit. So I don't know. It's kind of And also all these guys are coming from being quarantined for so long. She's coming from being quarantined for so long. They probably like lust. crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, lust. Oh, yeah. so I've seen, I've seen this show on Netflix called dating around. Have you seen it? No. Oh, yeah, I have. So it's like they go on blind dates, one person, five people each episode. And then there's another show that's dating. I forget what it's called, though. But it, you, I don't know if you would agree with me on this, but the conversations like from the male, uh, they're just not stimulating. And you could mm -hmm. see like a lot of the women just being like turned off or there's just no energetic connection there. And I think Eric has a good point because if you're there the entire time and it's like you guys said, they're quarantined, what can they really talk about? And also the energy, the environment, like the vibration, it's just going to be stale the entire time because they're in the same area. So I mean, ABC is going to have to like pump some money to like make things crazy and special 
in order for it to like be magical for Claire. And also she's a grown woman. So it's like, damn, she could have went to like six countries, seven countries. And now she's just going to be in Palm Springs, which I, I think it's right. I, I do kind of feel bad for her. So hopefully they make, make it beautiful and make it crazy. I think there's going to be more drama, um, in my opinion, because they, they aren't going anywhere and they're just locked up in this house. Ooh, so like, you know, not having anything else to talk about except her or like, you know, whatever color the walls are like, yeah. that's, that's all they're going to have to talk and about. Palm Springs where it's like 125 degrees. Oh, yeah. oh it is yeah. hot right now. Oof. Um, but the guys are, uh, a more diverse. <laughs> Finally. Um, <laughs> that's been a, that's we have a diverse season though. Yes, but the yeah. thing is, with the whole diversity, like with the diversity that has been in The Bachelor, at least in my opinion, I know like Chris feels this way as well. It's it almost feels sometimes tokenized, and when yeah. uh, you know, say like Natasha from Peter's season, she mm -hmm. she made it on to like the top of, what like five or six, mm -hmm. but yeah. they had never like they only went on one date. I don't even think they kissed maybe maybe they did like there was no real connection or no real reason for her to be on for that amount of time mm -hmm. i think it's also like sticking in our brains now because they're doing like greatest of all time so it's like the seasons from like 10 whatever 12 years ago yeah. too mm -hmm. so it's like like the one they did last week was um brad womack season and in both he was on two seasons both seasons combined there was only one woman of color in the whole yeah. one yeah that is i mean what was the first season they did of greatest of all time who whose was it was it jojo's or sean was it sean low it was sean low was it sean low okay so we the first two times we watched the greatest of all time uh chris and i uh took notes in tallies of how many times a black woman was shown and how much screen time she got. How and much? for that episode of Sean Lowe, how, it, I think it was, it was 14 seconds for the whole episode. It's three hours long, 14 seconds. Wow. But she, just, but she, they shouldn't have just even, they didn't, she shouldn't have been on the show. I mean, she didn't even get 14 yes, seconds. But like, but that's, but that's, and that's through like the whole season that they decided to even recap. And it's one of those things that sticks out and it's like, what, how is that? How is that still happening? And there was the whole interview with like Chris Harrison and um, uh, a woman interviewed and was like, you know, why haven't we had a black bachelor yet? And he was like, it's not that um, he was like, I just wanted to, we just wanted to be the right person. And we're like, okay, so in 18 years, you're telling me that there has not been the right black guy to be the bachelor. Like Eric, in my opinion, you should have been the first black Should have been the bachelor. You should have been the I first agree. bachelor. I yeah. agree. 100%. Like the fact that. So the thing is, that, I don't know, I'll, I'll spill some tea, right? So my season, um, after that, honestly, we thought Peter was the guy. We oh, thought, God. Peter, yeah, I'm just saying from what we was dealing with, we just knew <laughs> little Dougie. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Kay's dog uh, is having a time. Peter, we assumed that Peter was the guy. So I did have a EP executive producer of the show reach out to me. Hmm. Right. And I said, let's rock and roll. Let's make this happen. But I think that opportunity was, I don't know if one season he had like two bachelors and they will allow like maybe the castmates or the fans to select. 
Oh, like they did that one season with um, Caitlin Bristow. Season. Yeah, so yeah. I was going to be in a situation like that post-show. So I was actually in New York uh, at the time when they announced um, uh, Ari. So I was like, oh, they didn't because I never got any feedback. I never had a contract. So it didn't happen. But it's wild like, to me that you and Ari were up both up for it, and then Ari was announced as The Bachelor. But <laughs> I think when I look at it, I always look at things like from what they are and then from what people think they should be because it's business at the end of the day. That's how I look at it. And I think the demographic is predominantly, you know, you know, whites and, and not a lot of blacks that watch the show. So they're looking at it, I believe, from a numbers perspective. I'm not saying my show wouldn't do numbers, but if you look at my following – I made it the furthest on my season, and there's people who, who have a stronger following than me that didn't. Right. So that's the divide in America that I realized, like, oh, wow, this is really a thing. But um, I think if there was more representation, yeah. there would be more black people watching the show. And if I they also could see think, themselves on it, they would be watching the show. And I also think they don't really understand my culture. They don't understand black people. They don't understand, so they don't even know how to take it or know how to put it in position like we had a white barber for our season he didn't know how to cut our hair mm. like things like that <laughs> like if it wasn't for eddie young shouts out to eddie young he was my producer it was his first year on the show we made it the first you know black good producer but i think if i can remember but if he didn't have if i didn't have him maybe i wouldn't go as far because he was like checking me like he was like bro you're running from love like we would have we would get into it but he was like a brother. Like we can have that back and forth. So I think that needs to change as well because you can have a season with 12 black people or people of color, but if you don't have the producers to kind of match the energy, it doesn't work, I don't believe. So I think diversity right. in that aspect should happen because you want someone who can relate and who understands. But honestly, I feel like what's for me is for me. Shouts out to Matt James. Um, I think he'll do a great job. Um, and that's their guy. And hopefully after that, there'll be more, you know, men of color, women of color that are leads on that show. I just don't look at it as they owe, they don't owe black people or me anything because it's not like they're making money off of us, right? Now, if they were generating money off of the black audience, then yes, you need to, you owe us. You're obligated, even though, they're obligated to be diverse, but that's how I look at it. So that's, I mean, that's a good way. I'm, I am um, just a bitch about it. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> I mean, because like you have said, to take like, a hit and you have to take a hit. And if that's, yeah. and, and, and th- I, to go back off what you said, uh, Kay was, cause I have nephews, mm-hmm. you know, and they're young. So if they see a, a black man on a TV screen in a nice, you know, suit and buying for love, like maybe that'll do something to them. Yes. But if they can't relate, they won't watch or they won't even think it's possible because all they see is the other side. And I said this on Extra. I think it's time to change the narrative for black men. And 100%. Black men. We're yeah. not just athletes. We're not just entertainers. We're not just people who got swag and who have all this, like, we are have intellectual property. We're smart. We're educated. Let's show that side of, you know, people of color. Let's right. acknowledge that so people can shift their paradigm and perspective on how they see black people in the world. So that's how I, I agree. And um, uh, Matt James is going to be the new bachelor. Like we just said, have you guys met him? I haven't, no, no I, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've 
had a small conversation with him because me and Clay are supposed to play Tyler and, and Matt heads up in basketball. So he knows what's coming. He doesn't want that smoke. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm happy. But I do hope now that this creates a radical shift for awareness mm-hmm. for the black culture, for young black men to see a different layer outside of athletics, outside of rappers, um, to know that there's opportunity elsewhere in this world, businessman, lover, family man, whatever the case may be. Like, I hope Matt James is representation of that. Um, and I hope that that creates a mindset shift for a lot of young black America. Um, because, because it's like I said, we were on a podcast last week with um, Takeo Spikes and Tutu and Reyes. And we were like, I was just saying that we all come into this world the same. Like, there's no one that doesn't come in this world the same. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that's different in life is that you might have a different skin complexion. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we're all equal. And that's what's most important. And if we can just all be in that mindset and that alignment, like, we can really create change in this world. And, and, And that's the thing. Like, you know, I have friends outside of the show or that was on the show that are not black. And even though they say color is not a thing, but I don't see Chris as my white friend. Like, that's not how I see him. I see him as a brother that I love and care about, and we're friends. So when you put that in perspective, it, it, I'm diving a little deep here, you force people to separate themselves because you tell them you're white, you're black, you're Asian, you're Hispanic, like, which they understand and know, but you're already coming in like, damn, maybe I am the only black guy here. So now you're putting a thought in my mind. So now that's controlling the decisions and how I feel about myself and what I do. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not aware, how do I even know? Even though you should be aware, but I just think it takes away from us being all connected without any color, without any race, and just being people, human beings, you know, Hopefully. if we're anything, we're human beings. So, um, yeah. Speaking of your guys' friendship, you wrote a book. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about this book, what inspired the book. Eric, kick it off. Uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to the <laughs> pandemic. Because <laughs> we had nothing but time on our hands in four months. Chris had just moved to Orlando and we were FaceTiming every day and we were talking and we said, man, we should create something. And I was like, well, let's, let's do a book. He's like, yeah, let's create a book. We started sending stuff on Google Docs. And next thing you know, three, four months later, we have a book. Transformation. Change your mindset. Change your energy. Change your life. So with all the tools and setbacks and hardships and challenges and success that we have, we just put those tools and rules (laughs) in a book. And it's I'm really happy and proud of it. I'm thankful to have Chris. He's a very intelligent, savvy young man. And one thing about Chris that I like, he gets shit done. He gets it done. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk it, he does it. And so I'm the same way. So it feels good to partner with someone who's like, they bought it. Because a lot of people talk it, but they don't do it. And we took action and we executed it. We got a book. Um, Chris, you want to kind of break down the phases of the book? There are four phases. I I mean, in all honesty, we've been in isolation and quarantine before because we've been on the show. Right. Mm. And um, we had a conversation one day when I was back here in Florida and I was like, 
a lot of people are going to struggle, man. Um, they're going to get into their own minds. They're going to be depressed. There's going to be anxiety. They're going to see what's going on in the world. It's going to change the frequency um, of their cells. And I was like, you know, we have a lot of common practices, a lot of methodologies and things we do on a day-to-day basis that really helps us stay in alignment mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I was like, we should really help people. Um, you know, this is just something to, you know, get people a way of really figuring out who they are, um, really figure out what they want in life. But more importantly, get rid of all the old trauma that they had in their life to where they can really live a life of truth and live the life that they want. And so it's, it's a book, but it's also a workbook to, to help you identify that and put you on the path of life that you want. Um, because in this world, we live a lot of perception and reality. And the, the reality for a lot of people's perceptions isn't the actual truth. So we want to make sure people live the life of truth that they want and be able to just reclaim their power. And so we're hoping that this book does that. And, you know, we're very excited. I mean, this is just something to help people and nothing more. And we're hoping that, you know, people take this and, uh, you know, really create a change in their life. Um, okay. So what's the book called? When can uh, we get oh. it? Where can <laughs> we get book it? Right yeah, it's, uh, it's called Transformation. So it's a pretty dope book. Actually, Clay, I mean, Clay, didn't I send you one? You sent me um, I sent you a, a, uh, I gotta send a, you a PDF hard copy. file. Or... Yeah, so this is the hard copy. Oh, um, look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so, let's see. Let's see. So, <laughs> so um, here, I'll just show you like something real quick. But it's, pr- it's, it's pretty, pretty dope. I mean, it's all color on the inside. It's, um, it's called Transformation. It'll be available in stores in like a month or two, but it's already available on Amazon. So it's like Amazon prime. You get in like, like pre-order. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's Oh, live. you can get it. Oh, you can get live. it. Yeah. So it's live. Yeah. And, um, we'll be in stores in wow. like a month or two. Yeah. So oh, it's pretty dope. It's is crazy, it crazy man. to like hold some, like hold it in your hands. Like Dude, it's so, it's so wild because, um, like every day I'm just like, man, like, wow, I'm a published author. Like that's, crazy. it looks great. Yeah, yes, yeah, you have work to do. It's not just, yeah, hey, look at my life. work to do. You have work to do. Figure this shit out. It's know? okay. Now everybody can stay the fuck inside and um, do, the, do the work. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy that. impressive that you guys got a book yeah. done in quarantine. How many people can say that? <laughs> That's what I'm Literally, like, managed to do nothing. I, like, write an Instagram <laughs> post and I'm like, ooh, okay. That's good for Sweating. today. I'm, like, oh, making man. TikToks, like, eight yeah. hours a day. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I, I don't know why, but I never created a TikTok account, man. I just can't. I watch yours just because you're creative and like entertaining. And like, I live for that at night when I'm about to go to bed. And like, I look at stories and I'm like, oh, I already know Kay's got that fire. I can go to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Like, um, at first it was like fun or whatever. And then I felt, I felt myself like spiraling. I, I low key. It was like, this is, um what my brain is doing right now and um it was like i hope people don't actually think i'm spiraling that hard even though i am because i wasn't <laughs> fully alone like fully fully alone did not see anyone except like the wow. grocery store people for like two and a half months i didn't my roommate wasn't there i wasn't going yeah. outside because i was like paralyzed with fear because we're in new york and new york is was like a cesspool yeah in the yeah. beginning it was like the uh epicenter yeah oh, like movie of new york like is this real like, yeah so i was like i'm not going outside i'm not seeing like i'm staying in like yeah. i would literally go outside almost only like once a week and i was like take out the garbage wow that's real cool. wow it was bad yeah, so you, I was were, very you were scared. going through it i was going through it and i was going i had just gone through a breakup 
Yeah, how is that? How do you deal with a breakup in quarantine? Huh? What? Well, you everybody watched it. it. <laughs> Bro, that's what I, I saw it on Instagram, but I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, you know? it, uh, it looked lovely, though. You guys look happy when it was happening. I'm yeah, like, and I mean, hey, and we were. It. Honestly, it came out of nowhere. And I'm still getting, oh. I mean, I'm sure you guys get that stuff too. But like, I'm somebody wrote on an Instagram post the other day. They're like, why did you and Matt break up? And I was like, girl, it's been like four, almost five oh months. My God. Yo, I was I like, that. I'm over it. You should be over it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who you are. Um, yeah, yeah, like, you know what's going to help me get over it? Someone four months down the line commenting about it on my random Insta post about how great I'm doing. Yeah, and like everything I like, I haven't posted on Instagram yet because, you know, I'm going to be, you know, coming out with some fire soon but you know <laughs> yeah. every every time i post on like twitter or just instagram story um people think it's relative to like the relationship but it's not like it's not even close to yeah. it and i appreciate the concerns but i also want people to know that you know relationships don't define you right like they they just don't and so people need to understand that you know relationships come and go and they also serve a purpose in life and if mm -hmm. people could just understand that, like people can move forward so much easier. And I'm just going to say it. It's none of their fucking business. Like, yeah, it's, true. I mean, and that's just what it is. Like, I understand we have put ourselves out in the public eye. Like you, like you guys have put your relationships and your love lives out there like 20 million times more than I have. So I understand that these people have these connections and these like, um, there, this investment in your life and want to know, yeah. but at the same time, like this does not affect them at all, whether you tell them or not, like this has no impact. Right. So when people keep bringing that up and keep asking those questions, it's like, I, I don't have to tell you, like, you don't yeah. deserve to know, like I owe you nothing. Yeah. Public, rela public relationships can be scary too, because you know, there's people have, um, what's it called? Like they have conspiracies or they try to figure out what's wrong or like, and then, or you have like the couples that make it public and like the bashing or like, like the Colin yeah. Castle stuff. Like, like, I don't want to live through that, man. Like even, you know, other people right now that are going through it with, uh, you know, breakups, it's like, yo, I, I just want to, you know, let that be done with. And it's no one else's business. Like you said, even though they're fans, even though they're followers, I, and I appreciate that, yeah. but also, but also like I've started to like transition into, I want people to follow me because of me, not because of a relationship. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, um, yeah. This was I such mean, a great conversation. I know. Yeah, guys, I have fun. We literally planned it. We were like, yeah, we're going to probably keep this like 30 minutes. Here we are just like going for it. I was like, let's keep <laughs> rolling because I'm enjoying this conversation. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had um, but you. one more time, uh, guys, tell us where we can get your book, what it's called um, yes. and where we can follow you. If People, I mean, I'm sure they're following you already, but just in case. Yeah. Transformation uh, on Amazon. You can type our name, Chris Randone, Eric Bigger. And then obviously at Chris Randone on Instagram and at Chris Randone on Twitter, which Twitter's like my main thing now. I'm starting to. Okay. You know, Twitter, yeah. I'm, Instagram is okay. Tell us about the stocks, Chris. It's trying to make the <laughs> stock money. God damn it. Yo, I've been so I've been turning into like this big stock guru during quarantine. Um, oh, you and every other guy. No, no, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually. Wish. I'm actually doing it. So it's like, it's crazy. So I'm just, I'm rolling with it. I love it. The, the, the fans have been incredible. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. 
It's been right, if, you're gonna, if you're going to get into something during quarantine, writing a book and becoming very knowledgeable about <laughs> stocks, I think are probably yeah. pretty up on the list of... Uh, winner, you guys, winner. You guys, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not bragging or anything like this, but I will tell you, I, I started learning how to trade in February and then started doing it in March. And I literally bought a Mercedes-Benz straight cash. Holy shit. Like, like this last, like the last like month or two has been crazy. Like just Quarantine's wow. been good. Now, now, now I'm going to get Eric, now I'm gonna get Eric on it. And Eric's going to be yeah, my I'm little, trying uh, get in there. I'm trying to spend that cash. You know? <laughs> right. Let's get it. So yeah, yeah. It's, wow. been, it's been wild. It's been wild. I'm single. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> and then you can guys follow me. I'm on Instagram at Eric bigger and then Twitter, Eric underscore bigger. Tweet me, holla at me. It's a miracle season. Obviously. And we will be putting um, all the information out uh, for the book for you guys on our Instagram story. So make sure you guys check that out Um, and make sure you're following us on Instagram at the bachelor and on Twitter at bachelor pod. We will be back obviously next week uh, with another episode, but until then, thanks you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for having us. Um, I'm Kay York city. And I'm Thank Harry Bradshaw. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Batches.